Hey gang, welcome back to the Cross Red Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Motors More Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota, and by Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. Today, I have an update on the Crawl for the Cure from uh, Dave. He's going to stop in right away and talk, talk to us about that. And then we're going to have a good talk about axles with Chris from the Zeus Off-Road. All right, gang, hey, I, I got Dave back on the line, and he's going to give us an update on the Crawl for the Cure. So Dave, kind of give us a update on what's going on with the crawl for cure in our new world environment we got going on here yeah yeah well uh a lot has changed and since we uh since we got together last time uh, i think the whole world has changed actually so mm-hmm. um last time we spoke we talked a lot about the crawl and you know how great the event is and everything and then um a week later here pretty pretty much the uh everything came to a screeching halt with the uh, the COVID-19 virus. So we had in pla- we had planned to open up registration on April 4th, which is tomorrow morning. Um, and we met a few weeks ago to talk about some contingency plans. And at that point we thought, well, definitely we're going to continue to move forward and uh, it'll be a good idea for us to have something positive to look forward to after everything blows over. And since then just things continue to evolve, as you know, and so yesterday morning, we announced publicly that we had actually come to the decision to actually postpone the event for 2020 altogether. And ultimately, what it what it came down to is that ultimately what it comes down to is that the event is a fundraiser, as you know, and a lot of the folks that are involved with the planning of the event, along with a lot of our sponsors are small business owners. They are employees. Like everybody is being affected by what's going on with this virus. And we just thought it would not only that, but obviously the first, first and most important thing is people's health. Mm -hmm. Obviously we all know right now they're, they're, we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to gather in groups. We're under stay-at-home orders here in Minnesota for the next month. Um, we're hearing lots of different information about when that could improve, but I think um, depending on who you listen to and, and what information you read, the peak of what's going to happen or what they're telling us is going to happen could be anywhere from the middle of April till the end of the summer. So, um, you know, since we're dealing with, a large group of people, potentially about 500. We just didn't think it was a good idea to have to worry about people coming to this thing and getting sick and moving on. On top of yes. that, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. Go ahead. You go to you talk. You know more oh, about it than I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, number one, concern safety. Number two, our event is run completely by volunteers and by a lot of small local businesses that are sponsors and things like that. And everybody is, is uh, having a hard time with all the things that are going on. Right. So mm-hmm. um, we have a hard time going to a, a small business that's struggling to stay, keep the doors open and saying, Hey, give us some money, even though it's for a good cause. Um, same is true for people that are trying to raise donations to, you know, to raise money for the MS Society as much as that's a, that's something that's very important. And we know we want to continue to do that in alternative ways. Um, we just, we just were not, we didn't think anybody's in a place right now to be out focusing on that when everybody's really focused on just trying to take care of their family, their loved ones, 
their, their own businesses. Um, you know, I think in the last two weeks, there's 10 million people that have filed new unemployment claims in the country. So there's just, mm-hmm. two, there's just so much going on that, that we, we just made the tough decision that we're going to, we're going to postpone for this year. Uh, we're going to pick it up again next year and just do it bigger and better than ever for 2021. Um, some alternative so the, things that uh, we got the... going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> no problem. Some alternative things that we have going on. So number one, we are still raising money. It's just doing it a little bit different. So uh, we talked about our Baby Jack raffle. That Baby Jack is a is a miniature version of a of a. It's a tube buggy that's built really for kids. So that that is still happening. We've already been selling tickets for that for the last several months, and it's too complicated to to not do the drawing when it's scheduled to happen. So we're going to do it, and we're going to make the most of that situation and try and sell as many tickets as we can. Those are five dollars per ticket, and the drawing is going to be held. Um, it's scheduled to be held at the Minnesota Four Wheel Drive Spring Convention in Gilbert. Whether or not that happens is is you know, it doesn't really matter. We're still going to do the drawing on May 9th, on, which is on Saturday. We're going to do it Saturday night, either at the spring convention or we'll do it live on our Facebook feed. But we're going to draw a winner that night. Um, so we're selling those tickets and we can, we can arrange to get those out to people that are looking for them. And then the, the other thing is we, we do online fundraising through the MS Society. So we have an activity page through the National MS Society, and people can donate to our event by just um, going through our website. There's a donate button, and it'll take you right to where you need to go. Or you can actually join our activity, which is something that we would have encouraged everybody to do anyway that was coming to the event. And for those that really want to participate still and, and yep, so they can, they can go to our website. They can click on the, um, the donate button and donate money that way, or they can join our group activity, which is, it's through the same website. It's through the multiple sclerosis society. They have something called the DIY online fundraising. And Mm -hmm. we really encourage people to do that. So um, even if you were coming, if we were doing the event, that's, that's a primary way that people are able to raise money themselves as a participant. So you can go and that there. website again is again. What's the website? Well, I don't have. It's a long, complicated thing. So the best way to get there is to actually go to crawlforcure.org, and then click through the donate button, and you can get to us that way. All right, we're definitely encourage people to go that route to uh, both the crawl for the cure and the also the Facebook page that you just said, right? Yep, and Facebook then, is, is then- great. And so we're going to save that Jeep, that really nice uh, two door of the Hemi. That I'm going to win. That's going to be next year now instead of this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the G- Every year we, you know, we talked a lot about the Jeep raffle, and this year was um, one of those years where we have the Jeep. We actually got it pretty early, and there's a lot of work that's been getting done done to it. But um, that work wasn't done quite as quickly as we had hoped, or as early in the season. So we hadn't actually started selling tickets yet. And even we just had the tickets printed up two weeks ago, but we hadn't actually distributed them and started selling them. And everything has changed since that point. So rather than us, um, there's really nowhere for us to, to go out and sell tickets in a, in a really effective way because 
state gambling laws don't really allow they're we're not allowed to just post it online and collect credit cards that's against the law so we can't do it that Mm. way um so that being said we're gonna have we're gonna have that ready to go for next year and and we'll probably start selling tickets for that jeep as soon as we can start seeing people and that'll be great you know it's a two-door jk with a hemi and it'll be on 37 inch tires and all that so um we'll we'll get a head start on 2021 no, good deal. Well, uh, I think that's all the things that we needed to cover today. I just wanted to bring you on in, kind of give the update, because I still want people to have a chance to donate for the cause. So uh, thanks again, Dave, for being on here. Is there anything else you need to add, or do you think we got everything? I think we're good. You know, I I, I want to just thank everybody. So um, this was a really tough decision for us, and uh, you can read our – we did a – I wrote a press release – and posted that on our Facebook page. But bottom line is this, this is our 16th year. 20, 2020 was going to be our 16th year of holding the event. And, um, you know, we've lived through some trying times in the past, and this is just another setback for us that we're going to work through. And then we'll come back for 2021 uh, to meet in person and get to see all the, all of our friends and stuff at up in Gilbert. So, um, you know, it, it's a tough thing. We know a lot of people were looking forward to it, as, as, and so were we. But it's not the end of the crawl. It's just uh, until until we meet again, kind of a situation. Well, that is great, and uh, I saw it on you know broke my heart when I saw it on Facebook, and I thought I really want to have you guys on. I had an opportunity to meet up with Dave this week to get him in here to talk a little bit about this. We're actually over the phone. We're not in person this time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're I'm glad we're able to. Uh, uh, get the word out and hopefully next year be bigger and better than ever. So, all right, Dave, well, thanks for being on here and give us the update and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mitch. All right, Chris, thanks for kind of coming aboard here to talk on a CrossFit off-road podcast. And Chris, tell us a little about yourself. How'd you get into off-roading first off? Uh, I got into off-roading uh, a while ago with four wheelers and dirt bikes and then bought a Jeep and jumped down that rabbit hole. And that's where I'm here now. Is that the Jeep you have now or is it a different Jeep? Uh, it's the Jeep I have now. So tell us about your ride that you have now. Uh, 06 TJ. Uh, it's on seven and a quarter inches of lift, 40 inch Mickey Thompson tires. Uh, it's a Rubicon. Uh, yeah. And a 60 rear axle, core 44 front axle. Okay. So I actually mentioned already in the intro to this podcast, we're going to talk all about axles. So we're going to get into your axles a little bit, but, uh, backing up just a bit where do you wheel at where do you like to go off-road uh in minnesota i like off-roading at the iron range frontneck farms is always fun uh appleton if i just don't really want to do much even though i break there the most <laughs> okay <laughs> and so now you're you're new to the team at uh zeus is am i right yeah i've been here about uh two weeks now two weeks but you've been in the off-road industry for how long uh doing parts and service about three years Three years, okay. So you're relatively new compared to some other guys into the into it. But what brought you into it? Why did you want to get started in the industry? Uh, it's a passion of mine. It's always been a hobby. Uh, figured, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, I was actually just going to say that. <laughs> so I uh, kind of wish I could do this full-time as a, a podcast guy so I could just go on more wheeling trips, but it's not quite there just yet for me. Right. <laughs> so I brought Chris in today to talk all about axles, and it sounds like you already did some work to your axles, so it's a, you're the perfect guy to talk to. I actually texted Chad and said, who's a good person to talk to about axles? So he had you in mind for this. And so some of the common off-road vehicles in the area – 
uh, around us. Obviously, Jeeps are you know probably the top one. We're going to talk a lot about those, but Broncos and Toyotas. And one of the other podcasts that I actually listened to, they broke down the Toyotas you know, to a pretty ridiculous degree, and which is totally fine. But I think most people around here want to talk about Jeeps and because that's one that people wheel, I would say, the most. Uh, the purpose-built wheeler is where they start. And so we're going to start talking a bit about the, the stock uh stock axles so what are some of the stock axles and uh that come into jeeps all right so from you know the tjs they carry a dana 35 in the rear and a dana 30 up front if you get the standard model or the rubicons have dana 44s uh the 07 and newer jk's come with a dana 30 in the front and a dana 44 in the rear and same with the newer ones too uh, unless you upgrade to the rubicon which are both dana 44s yeah, I think mine, uh, I have an old one sport. I uh, would actually, it's an old one 60th anniversary, I guess, if you want to call it, you want to get real specific. But when I looked at the build sheet, it had a Dana 30 and a Dana 44 in it. So it was kind of upgraded, I guess, to that point. Uh, so I think there's a few models in there that have the 30, 40, 40 combo. But why would they have like a, what's the difference between a 35 and a 40? Kind of explain that to us. So it's going to be uh, axle shafts are bigger bigger splines the tubes are thicker uh the ring gears obviously more upgraded and thicker just overall beefier than a dana 35 and it's uh they aren't c-clipped in the middle so there's Mm -hmm. not little clips holding them in on the 44 yeah so the 35 am i right there's little tiny c-clips that uh, if they break that tends to walk out on you right it kind of just the axle just kind of slides right out yep it's nothing holding it there really anymore besides the brakes so that really is the the Achilles Hill, the 35. Um, we're going to get into kind of some upgrades later on. We're just talking a bit about that because I, I do have my list, something I saw online I thought was interesting to talk about. But why would they have like a um, you know, non-Rubicon model? Why would they have a 30-35 combo or a 30-44 combo? Why don't they just have 40s right, 44s right on the same side? Or is there a Dana 30 rear? Uh, I've always wondered why they have different axles. Uh, different, Just the different setups because the – the rears are obviously going to be different from the front from where the pumpkin sits. But mm-hmm. as far as why they don't all come with Dana 44s, I don't really have the answer for that. They should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that's kind of our basic uh, basic talk. So the ones nowadays, 07 on, they're all 3044s. They don't, they don't make a 35 anymore, right? Correct? Uh, correct. Until you get into like the JL, some of them have a 35. For real. Okay, so the jails have 35. That's one of the questions I have. They have jails are coming back with 35s? Not many of them. They're, it's, a, it's a different setup. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was wondering if they even made a Dana 35 anymore. Um, so what are some of the other, like the Broncos, what are Broncos are running, the, the older Broncos? Older Broncos are going to run a, usually a Ford 9-inch in the rear um, and then a Dana 44 up front. Okay. And Toyotas kind of have their own thing too, isn't it? Is that correct? Yeah, those are going to go by like inches, so like a seven inch and an eight inch and eight and a quarter, I, I believe. I'm not too familiar with Toyotas, but I've done a few of them. And that there, when you talk about the eight and a quarter, that's a ring gear size? That's the ring gear size. That's how they measure their axles. Okay. So now, what's kind of limits? Now, we, we talked a little about the different uh, axles that are in there, but what are kind of some of the limits? Why would somebody want to make some changes to that? I know we we're talking about, we're going to talk about tires, but what's kind of a limit of a Dana 35 and a 30 or a 44s? Well, a lot of it's the axle shaft strength and the carrier strength. Um, so you will snap axle shafts if you're running bigger tires and uh, off-roading aggressively. 
I, I do know people that run 37 inch tires on a Dana 30 and don't have a problem with it, but they are weak. They bend easy. The, the tubes aren't as thick as the 44s. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so a 37 is probably the limit of the Dana 30, you would say? Uh, probably a 35 would be on the safe side. Be on the safe side, yeah. Uh, and what about horsepower too? Is it, does that make a difference too? Like if you throw a bigger motor in, or if you have a bigger motor, let's say you're running, um, you know, whatever you you put a little bit of upgrades to your motor, is that going to make a difference to what axle you want to have underneath you? It is. You can spin those axle shafts pretty fast with more horsepower, more torque. Um, with the smaller axle shafts, with the smaller axles, you definitely can do some damage to them. Now, you have some upgrades to your Jeep. Uh, is that because you broke something? <laughs> <laughs> it is because I broke something. So I uh, demolished my Dana 30 on 37s, and I had a lunchbox locker in there. And, uh, yeah, it twisted and snapped both my axle shafts. Mm-hmm. Were you doing something fun, or were you doing burnouts, or was it off-roading? <laughs> no, I was off-roading. I got stuck in between two rocks and was turning my wheels and you know, floored it to get out of it, and that wasn't the brightest idea and it sheared the shafts. So yeah. the, the core 44 went in. Okay. So now we're going to get into some of the upgrades you can possibly do to a, a stock axle. So what are some of the first things I know there's, um, Oh, axle shafts, chromoly axle shafts. Is that one of the upgrades you would probably want to do? Yep. It's definitely a good upgrade. Um, definitely a lot stronger and you can do, uh, the chromoly axle shafts. You can do RCV axle shafts, which are also chromoly. Um, it's definitely a good upgrade to do your GB if you're going to do any kind of off-roading. Okay, explain what a chromoly and RCV, what what those guys are. Explain that to our, to me because I kind of want to know because I'm thinking about doing that one. <laughs> All right, uh, chromoly is just a hardened shell around the axle shaft. It's, it's a lot stronger than just your steel uh, mm-hmm. shaft. And then RCVs just gets rid of the U joint has like a CV joint in there. Mm-hmm. And, and why would that be an advantage? So U-joints are pretty weak at the, the, I guess, crosses, I guess, whatever you want to call them, the caps. Mm-hmm. They, they break pretty easily. Uh, the RCVs just eliminates that, so you don't really have to worry about it anymore. And RCVs also come with a lifetime guarantee, so you just keep okay. breaking them. Yeah, so I think in one of my last episodes, I talked about how my buddy Wade and I got together in my garage. We spent hours going into the night uh changing out the uh, u-joint in my front end of my jeep and uh, it was all part of the friday front end front end friday fun i think i called it and it was 109 degrees i think in my garage that night it was super hot and we were doing everything the hard way um but we eventually got it done but the rcv would have been a uh i think a quicker up- upgrade besides taking all that apart because eventually i'll have to do it all again uh because they do break those uh, end caps break yeah, so so that's kind of the simple things you can do to upgrade the axle. Let's get a little deeper now. Say, what's the next step up to, a, say, a Dana 30 on a front end you might want to do? Is there a kind of you – know, can you bend an axle tube? Because I know there's some trussing you can do. I've, I've read about it. But why would somebody want to do a truss job on their Jeep? Yep, to do a truss job or even sleeving it, which is just making the axle tubes uh, thicker. Is it, it just keeps it from bending. Uh, a lot of people put a truss on there if they're doing an axle swap. Um, just the brackets are already on there. But it's just a bridge that goes from axle to axle. It just strengthens it up. So kind of wise, kind of a triangulation type of scenario, am I right? Yep. Okay. If you guys don't know about uh, people who are listening, triangulation is basically a triangle. 
uh, and a triangle makes that area stronger. Uh, so my engineering 101 class could probably tell you that, but uh, that's just a way to make that axle stronger so it doesn't, doesn't bend. Now, if you do bend an axle, can you unbend it? Can you straighten it back out? Nope. It's, it's not worth the time to try and – you can replace the tubes, but it's, you can't really bend them back. They'll never be straight again. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a question I had when I was looking at a uh, pair of Dana 44 Rubicon axles online. Somebody, another buddy of ours sent it to me and he goes, you should do this instead. What you're going to do, but I go, what if one of them's bent? He goes, you can straighten them out. I'm like, can you really? I was, I'm worried about that trying to buy a used axle. Uh, we're going to get into used axles coming up, but uh, that's one thing I was worried about was if I bought a set of Dana 44 axles, what if one's bent? Then I'm kind of out. 2500 to three grand, whatever I end up spending on something like that. So I just worry about that piece. So what's the next step? Are we talking about trussing a little bit? What are some other upgrades you can do with an axle? Uh, another thing you can do is putting sleeves in there, which is just mm-hmm. another tube that goes inside the axle. Mm. Uh, you can also weld sea gussets onto your knuckles, which your knuckles tend to bend a lot. Um, while you're offering with the bigger tires and everything else. Okay. You said bigger tires. Now, is, you know, I have a 30-44 combo, and I'm thinking about 33s or 35s. Would I have to do kind of a couple of these things, or would I be I'd be pretty safe with what I got going on? You'd be pretty safe going as long as you don't go above 35s. It also depends on your wheeling style, and you like the skinny pedal a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It'll definitely cause a lot more damage to your axles. Okay. Now, these are good, you know. These are this is good information for me. <laughs> Part of why you do this podcast is I just want to know things, and so it gives me a chance to talk to experts. I think I told you about that before we started recording. Uh, so now it's going to moving on up uh, the forty four combo that you have in the way you started with in the Rubicon. That's what the Rubicon models have is the forty four forty four combo. Correct, uh, and that's that's probably a pretty good upgrade. But now that you broke something and you moved the next step up, am I right? You're at a. Would you say you have again the Core 44 up front? Core 44 up front, yep. And then you have a Dana. Now, people who are, you know, look, look a little more a stock side of things, they know about the 30 and the 44 in the back or the 44, 44. But what's a Dana 60, Dana 80? What's what's that out of? So the Dana 60 is actually a pre-assembled axle from Curry. Um, it's just an aftermarket axle that bolts right in. But it, it's out of the three-quarter ton, one-ton trucks, but shortened to a TJ width. Mm-hmm. Have you put a lot of those in, or you seen a lot of those? Um, I've put a few of them in. A lot of people go with the full width axles, one ton axles. Um, mm-hmm. They're just more expensive. So at the time, I didn't do it. Okay. And so, why would somebody want to do that? Uh, convenience, just buying an axle all pre-assembled, ready to bolt in. Uh, it's if you don't want to do any fabrication work or pay somebody to do all the fabrication work, it's just an easy way to go. Mm-hmm. And so those are pre-built, I guess you could say, to accept all the all the shock mounts and the you know whatever suspension mounts and steering mounts is all built right into it. Yep, everything's already ready to go for you. Control arm mounts, everything's where it should be. Okay, and you can do that. You buy that either as a TJ or a JK or a JL. Is and they're I'm sure they're in different spots for those models. Am I correct? Yep. Okay, so those those ones both right up. So now. What if you want to go a little cheaper route? The, you know, I think I put in a list right now. Junkyard axles is uh, is a common thing too. I think I, when I went to one spring convention, I saw one trailer was just full of axles, 
and I joked to my 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 buddies and said, if you're looking for axles, it's a place to go, I guess. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the advantages or disadvantages of going with a you know a pre-built like an '80s forward axle or something. Tell us what the advantage or disadvantage of that would be. So advantages, it's a full width axle, so you get the wider stance on there. Uh, a lot of people like the low center of gravity builds, um, mm-hmm. so you can do that and still be wider, so it's less tippy. Uh, you can customize it any way you want, put your own gears in there, lockers, and put your brackets wherever you want if you're going to change your suspension setup or uh, change your shock mounts, put coilovers in there. Everything's just bare, so you can – a lot of customization you can do. And you can do a coilover with uh, the 60 and 80 combo too, right? Yep, you can. You just got to cut the brackets off and weld new brackets on to the axle. Mm-hmm. And so you guys do all that at, at Zeus, correct? Yep, we do. Okay, so I've been there a few times and uh, or a couple times and went walked around and they showed me some of the things that are going on and uh, I know they're doing some coilovers. Explain what a coilover is. As some people, you hear that term and you don't know quite what it is. Explain what a coilover is again. So Jeeps come from the factory with a coil and a shock. So mm-hmm. uh, coilover just integrates both of them, so you don't need two spots for they're not separate anymore. So it gives you a better ride, more articulation. Uh, just a lot easier for any suspension upgrade that you're going to do, and they ride a lot nicer. Yeah. And so one of the things I'm seeing, too, uh, is called tons and 40s is a common term I see on different YouTube channels when I talk or, you know, uh, the podcast thing here. I listen to plenty of people that talk about tons and 40s. Explain what that is a little bit. I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but explain a little more why somebody might want to go to that level. So the tons it's they're way stronger than a dana 44 it's like the one ton axles out of super duties or you know a 14 bolt out of a chevy or a ford um they're just a lot stronger to wheel with less you have to worry about while you're off-roading mm-hmm. and uh 40s is just your tire size a lot of people like the bigger tires you get more ground clearance mm-hmm. and so the uh well the tons and 40s come from too is uh I think you, you say you just don't want to break stuff. <laughs> and uh, I think they're all, can you convert those back to six bolt? Or are they all eight bolt? Yeah, there's a different rims involved in two, I'm guessing, correct? Correct. If you do like junkyard axles, you're going to be at the eight bolt. Uh, not a lot of people convert back to six or five. Mm-hmm. They stay at the eight. So it's wheels. Wheels are definitely uh, needed there too. So if you're going to do a lot of pounding, and a lot of hard wheeling, uh, that's the level you want to go to. And uh, have you seen a lot of people doing that around here? Uh, yeah, there's quite a few people who do the one-ton swaps here. Cool. Hey, gang, time for a word from our sponsors. As you know, this whole episode is all about the uh, axle swaps. You can axle upgrades you can do with, with Zeus Off-Road. But actually, every week I actually test text our buddy Jeff over at Motors More Jeeps and say, what's a featured vehicle we could talk about? And once again, he picked a tow rig. And as you talked about, as you can hear in this podcast, we talk all about how you can break a break an axle. Maybe you should have a tow rig in case you break something so bad you can't get off the trail or can't get home from the trail. And so Jeff sent over another tow rig, and this one is a beaut. It's a 2016 Ram pickup, 2500 Longhorn Edition, and this has the Cummins diesel that everybody likes. And it's a Longhorn Edition, and I'm looking at it right now, and, and it sure is a sharp-looking sharp looking rig with only 30,000 miles, I think I saw when I was looking at it, uh, the pictures and uh, some of the stats on it. And it's set up for a fifth wheel. Uh, looks like it's already got the placement for a fifth wheel in the back. 
Uh, it's got some nice looking seats in there. You got to take a look at it on Motors More Jeeps, MMJeeps.com. Look at the website there, but uh, it's ready to go. It's ready to ready to do some pulling. Uh, like I said, it's got the the Cummins diesel in there. I think at this point, the 2016, it's well, it's enough torque <laughs> to pull whatever you want. Let's just put it that way. And it has nice leather seats in there. That has that uh, looks like the oh the catcher's mitt uh, color. If you want to give it a color, I don't know, tan interior. Uh, but she's a beaut. So if you're interested in a tow rig or uh, you just want to look fancy driving down the road. <laughs> this is the the truck for you so go ahead and take a peek at it mmjeeps.com and uh kind of take it from there they also have plenty of jeeps there if you're looking for a jeep but if you're looking for a tow rig uh there it is it's ready for you ready to go and we're back chris i want to talk to you a little bit about uh some wheeling trips you've been on and during the break why you know you heard the ads uh, i did ask you about a couple trips that you've been on and you told me about the kansas deal tell me a bit about your kansas trip what's that like uh it was pretty good. So we had a four day weekend. So we all drove down to Kansas, which takes about eight hours to do. And there's a park called Canrocks down there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You can do it in the weekend, uh, all types of terrain, nothing too, too aggressive down there. Uh, a lot of mud where, you know, my Jeep is in four feet of mud and got pretty stuck. And I uh, had to get okay. pulled out with like three winches. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to look it up right now. K-N-Rock. K- I'm going to look it right up right now. Uh, while you're talking, so okay. tell us a bit more about it. Is it a lot of vertical stuff, or is it just more flat rock? Uh, a lot of flatland. Flat rock gets through mainly woods. There's like an old, dried up riverbank down there. Um, it, it's nicely set up. That from the entrance down, they have a campground there. But uh, a lot of different kind of trails. Pretty good maps. You always know where you are. But uh, there's some spots that are pretty overgrown that are a little bit more extreme. Um, yeah, was, I, we had a lot of fun down there and uh, didn't break too much. Just a lot of mud getting stuck. Yeah. And then did you go with a group of guys or a different group? Yeah, I went out with three or four Jeeps. We just drove down there. Now, do you uh, trailer your Jeep or do you drive your Jeep your Tilo when you go off-road? I, I try to trailer it as much as possible um, just because I know I'm going to break something. <laughs> okay. I think that seems to be the theme uh, <clears throat> when I talk about the trips I want to go on. With my brother, he goes, well, so one of us is going to have to get a trailer because we're going to break something. He's talking about that. And I'm like, well, probably the adventures are fixing it. But I guess if you break an axle, it might not be a trail fix in it for you on that one. All right? That's right. You know, when, I, when I do trailer it, I don't break anything. If I don't trailer, I do break something. Okay. So I did find your can rock. It's uh, uh, ksrockspark.com is what I found. Uh, so I'm just looking at the map right now. So people who are at home or if you're driving, I guess you go back and check it out when you're, you're done, but the park is closed right now, but, um, definitely when it's back op- open, running up and running, we're going to check it out a bit more. So, uh, so do you have any, uh, I think I asked you during the break, do you have any other trips you've been on? You've been to Moab. Tell us a bit about that. I uh, went out a couple of years ago to Easter Jeep Safari. Um, mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. It was when they were releasing the JL. So there's a lot of cool little concept jeeps out there and uh did a lot of wheeling didn't break anything too bad uh a lot of fun if you haven't been i highly recommend going out there yeah unfortunately i think i I, you know i think everybody knows that for the most part it's closed up this year (laughs) this year (laughs) this year it's closed so i think that next year was the year i was planning on going 
it's actually going to be even busier yet because those people who wanted to go out and going to go out anyhow, uh, you know, they don't get to go this year. And uh, like, <clears throat> I think next year is going to be a ton more people going all of a sudden. So I'm going to have to get, get my name, uh, get the hotel and whatever else accommodations lined up early to go. Uh, but you also said you've been to South Dakota. I think I had a guy in last week. I think it was when he was in and we got him talking, but where have you been in South Dakota? Uh when we went out to South Dakota, we spent a week out there and just driving all the different trails, and we didn't even know where they were. Uh, eventually found them, and uh, it was some of the best feeling I've done. Did the most damage to my Jeep, but still drove it. Uh, <laughs> still drove it, but uh, a lot of it, a lot of technical stuff out there, pretty extreme. Um, Flopped my Jeep up against a rock and smashed in the whole side. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, it was all in good fun. Now, did you have uh, – tell us a bit of the protection you put in your Jeep, not just the – you know, we talked about your axles and everything already, but uh, what kind of protection do you have in your Jeep in terms of rock rails and side guards and stuff? Yeah, I have uh, the rock sliders. I have a aftermarket cage in there. It's not the factory one anymore. And uh, right now it's got uh, rocker armor, rear corner armor, uh, side panel armor that's covering up the dents that I put in there. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, aftermarket yeah. skid plates underneath. Yeah, good. So let's get back a little bit in the axle talk, just to real briefly talk about axles. Now, Zeus does all the these axles we're talking about, these upgrades. Am I right? Yes, we do. Okay. Would you say a lot of guys come in to do with axles, or is it just you know, what percent of people you think come in to do axles? Uh, well, you know, in my past two weeks, we've done a couple axle swaps. So I can't really say what they did before that, but oh. quite a few. Quite a few. And uh, I noticed when I was in there before, they actually will um, almost bob the frame for some of these axles. So you guys do some pretty extreme stuff. I know that you guys don't lengthen the, the, the uh, travel, not travel, lengthen the wheelbase a little bit even to get some of these axles in to make them ride better. So I think I've seen that in a couple of the Jeeps that were in there in the past. So uh, you guys do some pretty big fabrications over there at Zeus. I know that. Yep. Well, cool. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to touch on while you have you on? Uh, not that I can think of. Just if, you know, if you're thinking about upgrading your axles, I highly recommend it. It'll save yourself a lot of money down the road, uh, breaking and trying to replace stock parts on your OEM axles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're putting the bigger tires on, too, the reason why the axle is going to break, obviously, it has a bit more traction, but the weight that's out there, I don't know. I'm not sure what the weight difference from a 31 to a 35 is, or a 35 to a 40, but it is significant <laughs> to to uh, to say the least. That might be why you're breaking axles too. So, yep. I know my tires weigh you know 100 pounds each, so it's a, it's a lot more weight. 100 pounds each. Wow. I can't remember what the stock one is, but I know it's. I think it's closer to under 50 on my 31s, and so. Um, even less than that. So definitely a big weight difference. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on. I think we got, uh, we learned a bit more about axles and what Zeus can do to kind of make a, make a change your axles. If you need to, we also know a bit about some of the weight limitations or size stock tires or stock axles can take with a bigger tire. So that's one of the big things I wanted to get across is that sometimes you got to make some changes to your Jeep. That's uh, a bit more significant so that we don't break on the trail. So thanks for being on here, Chris. And, uh, uh, if you have any questions, obviously Zeus Off-Road uh, can help you answer those questions, okay? Thanks again, Chris. Uh, thanks, Mitch. Have a good one. You too. All right, bye. 
Hey, once again, we want to thank our sponsors for the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. Couldn't do without them. And uh, definitely want to talk a lot about uh, Zeus Off-Road today. We talked all about axles uh, with Chris from Zeus Off-Road. So if you have an axle need, uh, they're the place to go to help you out. Uh, But I also want to thank uh, Motors and More Jeeps out of Brainerd, Minnesota, uh, for all that they do to kind of help keep this podcast going. So if you're looking for a great used Jeep, uh, they're the place to, to go. And once again, if you find a... If you, they help you find a Jeep and uh, you want to get some work done on it, you can go off, off to Zeus Off-Road and maybe they can help you find an axle. Get a $500 credit to play with, so maybe you need a new axle for that uh, brand new Jeep or new used Jeep, new to you. So thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll get through this soon. Thanks a lot. <laughs>